This passage today starts us on a topic that will go through the whole of next month on the fruit of the Spirit. And it's a, a, a crucial topic for us as we seek to be coming together uh, as believers because it, it speaks of what it means to be a Christian. We are a forgiven people who are called to grow in faith, led by the Holy Spirit. And as we do so, others should see the fruit of love, of joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They should see this fruit growing in our lives. These are characteristics that mark us as different, as people that others would want to know, and that we have habits that they themselves would want to be known by. I have more than an inkling, though, as I read Galatians, that Paul is concerned that this community that he's writing to um, is not knowing love. That Paul is concerned that love for God and neighbor has not been at the forefront of the Galatian church's heart. That some of their initial passion for following Christ's way has maybe gone and that they are not listening to the Holy Spirit speak. They've perhaps turned in on one another, seeking to comment on, as Jesus speaks of in Matthew 7, eyes with sawdust splinters rather than their own personal planks. We are not in the same boat as the Galatians. At least I hope. But the restrictions and isolations of the last year have fragmented all of society, including the church. We are not so used to interacting with one another on a, on a personal basis. So it's timely, rather like visiting the opticians for an overdue eye check that was postponed for a couple of years, we need to think of our eyes and see what here we can read comfortably and what might be a challenge and think of why. Before introducing us to the fruit of the Spirit, which is good and the characteristics that we should have growing in our life, we are shown what amounts to a rotten bowl of fruit depicting many ways that humanity, including believers, can fall from God. The media, but also Christians, are often keen to pick up on just the first of these, sexual immorality. But to do so could lead to an unbalanced focus in church and lurid stories in the press. Selfish ambition or envy 
are less likely to make a headline than an affair. And so we, we saw that this week, didn't we, in the splashing on the front page of the health secretary and his advisor intimately breaking COVID restrictions. But there are double standards. The same red top that broke the story used to, day by day, sexually objectify women with topless photos. And I wonder if it has been as vociferous about others waving their face coverings, about others keeping their safe distance, as in the reporting on this instance. Reporting immorality of all sorts sells papers. People are eager to hear of it, even though in many forms we are actually all sinful in nature for humanity of a fallen species. People end up in the sort of situations described by Paul initially doing what they think are harmless things, then allowing their actions to escalate. Metaphors are often not great. They, they, they have somewhere that they fall out, as, as Adam spoke of a few weeks ago on Trinity Sunday. But imagine each week you had a, a few apples and a couple of tangerines and maybe some pears, and you put them in your fruit bowl. And they're there, and they look good, and they look great, and they're fine. And you eat some of them as the week goes on. And then you top it up the following week when you go shopping. And this repeats. But you don't move the ones at the bottom to the top, the ones that were there that first week that you bought the fruit. What happens after a few weeks that you haven't eaten? Hmm. Well, Is there something? Oop, they decay. I didn't catch that. Could you try again? Well, Siri says, can I try again? They decay. Hopefully that will stop speaking to me now. But they go rotten. And the rot spreads throughout the bowl. And unchecked, other issues develop. And that is true in all matters of our life. 30 years ago, when I worked with MOD, I, uh, I worked in what was called a, a purple environment. Uh, the, there was all three services there, as well as civilians like myself. And the lowest uh, ranking at the time was a corporal. And I was a single student, but everyone else was married with children, and they were all in stable lives. They were all mature people. All but one of us were male. And the one woman who was an older member of staff, she had a, a mother influence upon us. But she went off sick for a protracted time, and the language in the section degenerated. There wasn't that 
cleansing influence of the raised eyebrow if one person swore, and the air was soon regularly blue. Then after a few weeks, one of the more senior NCOs came into the tea room at the start of the day, his tail between his legs, because he'd been challenged at home as to why his manner and language had changed. Unchecked, rot happens in human life. People having affairs, disagreement, uncomfortableness, rage develops, and sometimes that can lead to violence. There are factions and infighting and so forth. But we have a constant companion that does more than raise an eyebrow. Among us, indeed, within us, is a companion that speaks of righteousness, justice, and love, the Holy Spirit. A companion that leads us from the negative and disharmonious habits of humanity to be more Christ-like, to have this fruit that Paul writes of growing within us. When we listen to the Holy Spirit and respond, we as we should, we will grow with the lasting fruit that is good and doesn't rot. The thing is, however, we cannot pick and choose which of these attributes we want to grow. We have to nurture all of the elements of the fruit. Unlike a fruit bowl where you eat one at a time. We might think of a can of fruit cocktail that is sealed and it can sit there not going off. The fruit is in its juice or syrup to cover it. It doesn't decay. And then if we tip it out into a dish, some people might like the cherries or the grapes, maybe also the pears, but push the peaches to the side. You can't do that. With fruit cocktail, there are different fruits that we can choose, but the fruit of the spirit is singular. It's a spoonful that has all the different tastes and color and texture all at the same time. And we have to eat it that way. In coming weeks, we will talk at times as if there are individual characteristics, separate threads, but actually they're all growing together. When the Spirit is leading us, when the fruit is growing within us, we will naturally steer ourselves from what is wrong and instead work together, encouraging each other with hope 
for the growth of the kingdom. We will work together doing his will rather than our own. We will work together and others will see the blessing of God in our life. Amen.